also known as just Hunter. Uh, and I'm History of the Flash, and you can call me JD. And this is a hero story, episode... Uh, 105. Uh, it's 105. 105, just, 105, 105, of course. <laughs> We've been doing this for, for years now, Hunter. For Come years, on. yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Is this a hero story on Earth 2? <laughs> Once again, uh, we are missing. We are down a host. Uh, Hunter is traveling this weekend, so he is or weekday. It's Thursday. Jeez, I'm uh, you know ever since COVID started, I'm just gone with like days. It's kind of just like 2020 at this point. Like I just don't know when it is anymore. Uh, but <laughs> Hunter is away traveling in the mountains of Canada, alive, dead. We don't actually know. Since, since he had just to question me last, since he had to question me last week. I have to question his uh, whereabouts. Whereabouts? There you go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is a chaotic start to the episode. Uh, welcome to a Hero Story episode 105. We are joined again by who are seem to be coming uh, series regulars here post 100. We have uh, Tyler Comic Boy and Harper Comic Rebirth, uh, two great hosts who were able to fill in for me last last week. Was it? No, two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. And uh, now and now Hunter is gone, so I asked them to appear on the show. And the gracious guys they are here they are so uh welcome to a hero story uh we have a decent amount of news to talk a lot of bat news uh we also have a bat comic it's a bat filled episode uh so if you want to check the timestamps to skip ahead go ahead or if you want to hear some three wacky guys have a wacky comic conversation stay tuned uh now the dc fandom is happening this upcoming weekend which will be covered on next week's episode but uh, we're getting some early news, which I'm actually kind of surprised wasn't just saved for DC Fandom. But uh, the the big piece of news this week was that Ben Affleck will actually be in Ezra Miller's Flashpoint movie, which doesn't actually feel like a Flash movie anymore. But uh, Ben Affleck returning as the Batman. I got to say, I did not see this coming. I mean, I thought, you know, Ben being done meant he was done. You know, I, I thought he's fully out. It's for his mental health. It's for, you know, it, it's it's better for him. And here he is again. I mean, what do you guys think? I'm like, I, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I, I wasn't expecting him to be in this movie, like the Flash movie. But at the same time, you can see in press or not press photos, but I guess paparazzi photos and everything like that. He like he's doing a lot better than he was around the time Justice League came out, which I, I think is around the time that he kind of got tired of these. So you can tell he's kind of like he's back into it. He's kind of energized again. And I think a fully energized, happy Ben Affleck playing Batman is going to be really exciting. Well, yep. he's dating my celebrity crush, Anna Diamis. So, like, well, I, I, I was just going to say, you know, a, a new yeah. woman seems to be making all the difference for him because... Uh, I could not be happy with her. Like, now <laughs> look at him. He's, like, cut. He's, like, trimmed up, clean shaven. He looks 20 years younger, and I'm not surprised. You know, I, uh, sometimes all you need is a little uh, change of scenario there. And for Ben, that's what it was. You know, he was going through a tough divorce in 2017, uh... Lots of cigarettes being smoked and sad paparazzi pictures, but uh, now he's with a new girl. Uh, he seems to be a much better version of himself. And uh, there, was yeah, a, uh, there was a paparazzi picture last week that was taken of him going into a car with her, and he had a script in his hand. And so now we know that that was the Flash script, because apparently he got it last week, read it, and then accepted it like this week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. I, I didn't yeah. actually know that was confirmed, but uh, oh, that, that's 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 cool. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he reads the script. He likes it. Now, my original thoughts were, you know, before Affleck was out, was that when Pattinson was first cast was, uh, you know, it's going to be Affleck in the beginning of the movie. And then Pattinson's going to be at the end of the movie. We're going to do a little uh, Flashpoint changed everything. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm wondering if there might actually be more to it if Ben is in the movie. Do, do you guys think it's still just, you know, the beginning of the movie, Bruce Wayne? Or do you think there's more to it? 
I feel well, like this movie is going to just... I think it's... So I saw someone describe it as the Batman variety hour, and that seems what it's going to be like, where it's the Flash... Ju- I don't even know if it's going to be a Flashpoint movie. Like, when you think Flashpoint, it's Thomas Wayne. But if we've yeah. got Michael Keaton, who is Bruce Wayne, and now we've got Ben Affleck, who is Bruce Wayne, and I, I can't imagine them making a big deal out of it if he wasn't a major part of the movie. Like, if he well, was just... At the end, it would be like a cameo. So it just feels like it's going to be... The Flash running through the multiverse being like, he's all your favorite Batman well, and that's it. I was it. reading the director talk about it, Andy Machete, and he said, he quoted, or I, I, I quote, he's a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie. The interaction relationship between Barry and Affleck's Wayne will bring an emotional level that we haven't seen before. It's Barry's movie, it's Barry's story, but their characters are more related than we think. So, I don't know, I guess... Well, that's bold like, of him to call Batman into the Batverse Barry's movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He did say uh, they're more related than we think into the Batverse. What if it's his dad? I said said in a group chat earlier that I feel like this is like a backdoor pilot. You know how like shows will sometimes do a backdoor pilot? This to me feels like a backdoor pilot of can we get a multiverse Batman movie to work? And I like this the breeding ground for it because listen, Into the Spider-Verse was a huge hit and everyone loves Batman. And, you know, with all the Batman actors, there is potential. I mean, can you imagine like the the, scene with like Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck (laughs) and Michael Keaton like that? That would be insane. I would legitimately love that. But like why? Why springboard? a Batman crossover movie from a Flash movie. Like, I think, I'm a, honestly... We're all massive Flash fans, but, like, Batman is is far more popular of a character if you market this as, hey, look, it's every Batman you've ever that, known. That, that, that is very come. true. I That's think they true. don't... Either they don't have faith in the Flash, or they don't care. <laughs> and, like, I think it's either that they don't think this I, is going to be a successful a movie on its own. I, yeah, I, I think it's both, mm-hmm. because... You know, there seems to be a, a decent amount of disrespect for The Flash, like, from 2010 onwards, where it was like, you know, Flash was essentially, like, you know, you view the Trinity of DC. He was probably, like, four or five, you know, in the rankings of, like, big DC characters. Mm-hmm. And then in 2011, they're kind of just like, Flashpoint. And then after that, it was kind of just like, yeah, there's only <laughs> one Flash, and his name is Barry Allen. And it's like, okay, you just kind of took away everything that made the Flash special. And it's taken years to get back to where they were, and we're still not there. I mean, we're, we're on a good path with Williamson, you know. We're Daniel's only on. just getting like, there now, it, yeah. It, exactly, so a whole decade later. So it feels like there's always been kind of a disrespect for Flash, at least in the last decade or so. And I, I think the DC slash Warner Brother tactic is kind of just like when all else fails, throw Batman into it. So like the Justice League Dark animated movie, right? Uh, yeah. Which I know Harper probably feels the same way I do. Like when I went to go watch it, I was like, oh, Justice League Dark, this is going to be awesome. And then the whole movie was like Batman with his sidekick to Justice League Dark. And I was like, what yeah. the? Yeah. Look, here's the thing. I actually think that the Justice League Dark animated movie is better than a lot of that new 52 run. And I think Batman works in it enough just because of him and his relationship with Zatanna. I like seeing their kind of friendship dynamic, but it really was like Batman as the leader and then other JLD members just around him. Like when when people when the movie came out, I remember like the only scene that people were talking about was Batman scaring the ghost. And I'm like, okay, but this was a Justice League Dark movie. Let's not forget this. Yeah, what about Zatanna going sicko mode on Felix Faust? Like, excuse me. No no one remembers. The only part of the movie was Batman scaring the ghost and then roll credits. 
you remember there's a big poo monster in that movie? Not to, like, just completely derail the podcast, but that, they fight a big that, turd. There's a poo monster? <laughs> yeah, they Have fight a big turd monster. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. I... <laughs> but you're not joking. I'm not joking. I watched it, it quite recently. poop? Well, like, the, a spell happens and it, like, erupts from a toilet and it's a big oh pooey monster. It's, it's, it's kind of like uh, in Dogma, the Kevin Smith movie, like, all of a sudden a poop monster comes out to fight them. Like, it's, that's you know... Ridiculous. That's amazing. It was I, an I odd, uh, it was odd plot. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I, I just, I mean, I think, I think I, it's because I saw Batman on the cover and I was like, I think I get what they're doing here. So I didn't watch yeah. it, but... I mean... The, the, the point of all this is that, you know, when all else fails, Warner Brothers slash DC, you throw in Batman, right? There's, a reason, Batman that, there's, there's a reason the title's not called The Outsiders. It's called Batman and the Outsiders. And there's yeah. a reason why Nightwing's title doesn't have a Nightwing logo in the back. It has a Bat logo in the back. You know, you got to have the, hey, remember Batman? You guys like Batman? Buy this. <laughs> so th- that's what it feels like for the Flash movie. And I'm already ready for the Flash movie poster where it's like a giant Michael Keaton, a giant Ben Affleck, and then like a tiny Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I, I to don't be even, honest, I'm, still I'm more excited for the Batman characters in that movie than I am for more Ezra Miller's Flash. Jesus Christ. No, I was about to say the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm surprised they're even still making this movie <laughs> I with mean, him. L- literally, the only thing that's keeping me, you know, any what hyped about Ezra's Flash is the thought of Daddy Fassbender as Reverse Flash. Because, you know, Michael That'd Fassbender can make me watch Assassin's yeah. Creed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, and I, I, I think... I have, like, zero faith in Ezra Miller's acting abilities as the Flash. Yep. But, especially based on Justice League, God, he's such an annoying bitch in that movie. But, like, they, I they think... the CW Crisis crossover thing. He yeah. was annoying in that one scene. But I I like Andy Machete. He did both It movies, and I think those movies are great. So yep. I think that if anybody could do this well, he's probably one of the guys that could. And he obviously cares a lot. So... Back back in like 2016, I remember saying that I wanted uh, Sam Raimi to direct the Flash movie because I wanted like a kind of horror element to Eobard. Like I, I think that Eobard is one of those characters who you can do in a horror style of like like the scene of him killing the mother. If done right, like it, yeah. it can be like such like a <laughs> horror slasher vibe, which I think is so cool. So you're giving I, me chills like a like, Halloween right? scene. Like, like, like exactly. I know you're you're a big Carpenter fan. Like something like yeah. that could have been so cool for like Eovard killing uh, Nora. Yeah, they get it. So, they so, so yeah. So when Mouche- when Muschetti got added to the uh, movie, I was like, oh great. I mean, it's our fourth director, but great horror, like, horror like, comedy like, as yeah, well. Ho- hopefully, we can get some horror elements to Eovard. That was bad voice crack. Uh, but but you know, ho- hopefully, we can get some <laughs> horror elements to Eovard. And I'm I'm still holding yeah. on faith for that. Like I, I really feel like. Do we even know if he's going to be in this movie? I mean, it's been heavily rumored, but that's kind of the whole thing of the DCEU. It's always like rumor, 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 movie comes out. I mean, rumor, I guess rumor. if we're ever going to find out, we'll find out Saturday, right? Yeah, well, if I, I think they should reveal who's Eobard. And really, they should reveal who's the rest of the cast. Like, is, uh, what's her name, still Iris Kiersey West? Clemens. Yeah, is Kiersey Clemens still Iris West? Or is Dr. Manhattan still Barry's dad? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like He's that you guys I honestly that. really like Bill can't even Crudup think of his name, Billy, maybe. But I was like, Dr. Billy Crudup. Right. <laughs> it's Billy Crudup. That's go. what I just said, Tyler. Come on, get with the oh, program. I didn't hear you. This is a hero story. We're professional here. Yeah, if I'm talking, I just drown everyone else out. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, like DC fandom should kind of give us like a lot of, and they have a whole Flash panel, so I'm expecting it. But like, I need to know everything. I mean, theoretically, if the other two are out, you only have your Barry casts. You know, you need the other supporting characters. 
let's get to it. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I really Maybe we should just... probably start with like, like say say they're gonna flashpoint it. Maybe don't flashpoint it with him going back to save his mum, but just have the flash like running. And he, like, goes through a vortex and he arrives and it's Ezra Miller choking that woman on the street. And he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> i got to change bro? this. So he goes back and creates Flashpoint. They, uh, I think uh, Machete today said something like they're going to establish the multiverse in this movie. And so he said something like, I want to make sure that you know everything you've ever seen matters, you know, in that sense. That's so I cool. think... I think even more than the Flash supporting characters, there's going to be a lot of out of the box like, oh, okay, they're bringing back Brandon Routh again, you know? I don't know, something like that, you know? Uh, when are they going to cast Cisco and Wells? Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and, and Caitlin <laughs> Snow, when's she going to be? And, and, and Killer Frost, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm actually wondering, will, like, what are the odds Grant Gustin's in this movie? Because Oh, I actually think they're high. I think there's very <laughs> likely. Yeah, I think they're high, too. Surprised if we're doing a whole multiverse travel, will we get Ezra's uh, viewpoint of the crisis over? I was gonna say they have to mention crisis because it did happen. And it that's how it was there, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's how true. he got his name too. Yeah, just said that Harper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it! I did it. <laughs> we're professionals on a hero story. We are professionals. Uh, but but yeah, so so I'm thinking, like, what are the odds Grant Gustin shows up? I think very high. What are the odds Robert Pattinson shows up at the end? Is there yeah. any chance? I don't know. I think there's a chance, but I don't think it's... I think the Reeves... You know what would be Batman amazing? Be super separate. It would be, be amazing, amazing if the post credit scene is, like, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. <laughs> 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 that'd be so funny. I mean, like, not amazing. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be hilarious because you'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. You like Joker? We're going to cash that cow. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I would I, I would say that before Affleck was confirmed for this movie, my uh, percentage of Pattinson being in the movie was extremely low. But now that Affleck's in it, I could really see. And uh, Gavin, GJK Central, was saying, like, he thinks it's going to be Affleck as the beginning Batman, Keaton as your middle Batman, and Pattinson at the end. Which I think is a possibility. I I, I really think they're gonna want to pass the torch. I know they've been saying for a while like Reeves' thing is his own thing, but I don't know. I just I, with all the multiverse stuff that you I established know. in Crisis and that you know Muschietti saying like you know multiverse, 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 everything matters. I really feel like Pattinson's gonna be in this. I hope they, Gavin is wrong because I want Jeffrey Dean Morgan back. It really oh, feels like if Jeffrey Dean Morgan's not in this movie, that's a shame because he would be the perfect. He's incredible. He's swing. perfect. Mm-hmm. It really feels like the when you described that beginning uh, Batman, middle Batman, and it feels like this movie is very heavily inspired by like the MCU Spider-Man movies. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I didn't even they, think they, about they it like that. They tried to do that with Flash and Justice League when when he's yeah, but, yeah, exactly. He's just Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, and 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 but more annoying. Know. What is brunch? You wait in line oh, for like an God. hour. <laughs> I'm scared of uh, tall people and and bullets and oh god. It's, it's hard. I think he I says incredibly sharp things. Run away. Incredibly sharp objects. It's hard to watch. I honestly haven't even rewatched us. Like I watched it three times in the theaters. The first time I was like, this is the best what? movie ever. The, se- the second time I'm like, this is okay. It's okay. And then the third time I'm like, this is absolute shit. I'll be it's honest so with funny. you. The first time that I watched it, and you shouldn't do this, folks, but this was many years ago. My friend and I have this thing where we give each other a movie every week and then we discuss it. And we were going to do Justice League. And instead of 
going to the cinemas, we got a really bad torrent of it, which was just someone filming it, like a cam quality torrent of it, and we watched it, and I was just like, I don't think I need to see that movie in HD. Um, <laughs> Australian FBI, get him, he torrented. <laughs> yeah, like four years ago, get me, guys. Man. Uh, it's just, you know, Justice League to me was like, it was an absolute fail for the Flash. Like, no matter what, the like, you know, I, I remember Hunter saw it before me, so I DM'd him. I was like, "Do we get like the Barry Allen moments?" And Hunter was like, "Yeah," which was a total lie, by the way. But you know, we, <laughs> we've we've grown, and uh, you know, it, it's like he doesn't feel anything like Barry Allen. And you know, I, I kind of felt this way about Jason Momoa's Aquaman too, and I I started to get a little more faith because I felt like as his solo movie went along, he started to get, you know, he's never going to be Arthur Curry, Arthur Curry, but he started to get more towards the comics, so. You know, I'm I'm hoping for that out of, you know, Ezra's Flash, but everything I see just makes me go like, oh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be terrible. Like, Barry Allen to me is not that hard to do, but they try to make him something he's not. And and that's when you end up messing up. I even think that nowadays there's like this weird Barry Allen has somehow been turned into like Peter Parker, where it's like Barry was never trying to make him Wally. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's like they never... Barry was never this fun, happy-go-lucky dude. He was always like a quiet, stoic kind of like you know stoic, like, stoic is 100% the word to describe Barry yeah, Allen. I, every time, stoic is 100% And I, I feel like even the CW show did it... Like the first season, I think they did Barry pretty well. He wasn't stoic at all, but he also... He still was like a little distant. And like, you know, I think that's a great way to do Barry if you're going to do it. Because they even took their elements from Wally, but they didn't completely steal Wally's personality. But it's like, Ezra Miller's Flash is like Bendis' Bart. It's just... Oh, yeah, that, that is so that, that, that is the perfect comparison. Holy shit, that is oh, spot man. on. Yeah. I've always said that he's like Bart, but more annoying, and that's exactly what Bendis' Bart is. <laughs> oh my god, that's spot on. Oh mm-hmm. man, the the cringe on my face right now, realizing that those are like two of the worst versions of Flash or Flash related <laughs> characters. Man, that, Tyler, you did not have to put that in my head. Now I have to make a post about it tomorrow, and I'm really gonna cringe even making the post. <laughs> it's you. It's me. It's you. Oh God, uh, triple Flash hug. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I just it really feels like a bat movie, which is frustrating because it's like Flash is a good enough character that he could easily hold his own movie, but. WB is scared, and I know after, you know, Justice League bombed, they just don't want any more bombs, but, like, have a little faith. I don't yep. know. It's weird. Honestly, it's like, I don't understand weird. why they can't just do it. A... They'll never do it, because Barry Allen's, like, their poster boy now, and, you know, I, I, I enjoy the first three seasons of The Flash just because there's, like, a consistent tone and the characters are consistent before it just turned into a completely different show in the fourth season but now that barry allen's their poster boy they're never going to use wally but like just do like a blitz rogue war adaptation hybrid so you can get like those really dark emotional parts with with wally and linda losing their kids and then try and hook it back and end it on an optimistic note and you know have wally being like well i'm just going to keep fighting regardless of the outcome and then who knows, travel back and then stop Hunter Zolomon from from clicking his fingers and causing the, the miscarriage. I don't know, just like so, something that's unique to the Flash. Like that's more interesting to me than doing Flashpoint, which has been done so many times. And I don't even think the original comic is that good. I don't even think it's like a top 
30 yeah. Flash story, honestly. Like, <laughs> oh, damn. I was going to say, yeah, it ended top 10, and then you said 30. I was like, oh, shit. Well, I can, I can think of so many, like, two to three issue, like, mini stories from, like, Wade's run or even earlier than that that are so much better than Flashpoint. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's just I, I, not I really my thing. I made a post about this a while ago. Uh, Wade had, like, this uh, CBR, like, sit down, uh, and he said that... Um, there was one Flash story that he never got the chance to tell that, uh, you know, in, in all of his run, Wally hates time travel. And he said he always wanted to explain why Wally hated time travel. And it was about a story where Wally tries to go back in time and save a classmate. But it keeps like everything keeps going wrong and it becomes like a paradox in its own. And Wade in the interview is like, so basically I wrote Flashpoint before Flashpoint. And he's like, joking, of course. But I, I really wish we could have seen that story because that would have been so good. It's like the butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. But get, but get Wade and Chris Samney to do that right now, please. I know, like, oh, unfortunately, DC just wants nothing to do with Wade. I mean, they they well, don't even actually. Wade is on the list for fandom, which was very <gasps> surprising to me. Really, he is. What? Yes. Oh my so, god. Well, and I know him and Didio didn't get along, so maybe people now that editorial that has he changed. Might, yeah, people think he might be not not just coming to be a writer they think he might be taking an editor position because they they offered him one in the 90s apparently and he declined it really he was too busy i heard this from uh comic pop so i I did not know that although he just became like the like uh like the head of another company like i think he was the head of boom or something like that yeah it was something he became it like recently and so i can't I, i don't know if he could Go from that and then to DC, but God, even just the I really idea do of wonder fighting. what he's gonna. I wonder what he's gonna be doing at, at Fandom. Like that's very interesting to me. Because his, I, I his Doctor Strange, his Doctor Strange also ended like two weeks ago, like preemptively. Yeah, so, on like issue six or something, right? Yeah. So hmm, theories. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm hyped. I'm more hyped now just because. Well, because well, well, the idea of him as an editor is so hot because we could actually get, like, you know, like I've always said, if we got an editor that respected legacy, like, oh man, like the books that we could get, because there's so much potential with the books that you could do. I mean, th- like the Robbins book that could be done, the Flash Family book that could be oh, done. Yeah. Like, I also just, I always felt Green like they Lanterns should just. Book. Yeah, I also, I always felt like they should just do a Batgirls book. Just like that, that would be good. Oh, yeah, like, Oracle, like spoiler, and orphan, and just have. And, an and I like that you said Oracle and not Babs. That add a boy. Yeah. yeah, of course. What are you talking about? What do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Wow, that that actually just got me really hyped. Um, wow, fandom. But now, uh, oh, so that's another piece of news. Fandom is getting split into two events. So we have the one this weekend, and then we have the one on September 12th, I believe, which it's is like, like three weeks later. I thought that was yeah, really I weird. I thought that was so bizarre. I was like, why not just make them back-to-back weeks if you're going to split it up? And so last minute to split it up. Now, mm-hmm. I've, I've only heard that it's like TV stuff that was being split up, but now I'm hearing from someone else that also the comic stuff is going to be done on the 12th. So I actually God have no idea. damn. That sucks if that's true. I think the live action and video game stuff is Saturday, and I don't, I, I, I don't think we know when the comics are actually. So it could be any day. Oh man! I mean, in you know, in retrospect here, it does make sense to split it up because it's almost like too much to experience in one yeah, day. Yeah, it was and way I, and, too and much, I and I don't think really the servers the could hype, handle it. You know, split it up. Yeah, the servers would have been shit. Uh, but, you know, I, I think if you want to ride the hype, split it up. That makes sense. But to make it three weeks apart is bizarre because how much like to lose hype? all that hype? Exactly. So I, I thought that was really bizarre. But, um, you know, 
I'm wondering why. I'm sure we'll I get guess eventually. if the comics are the second day now, it maybe they're reshuffling because of all the cuts. You know, maybe that's why they need to take so long. But at the same time, that's like that's that sucks. You know, the you have to wait three weeks. Is that the reveals are so mind blowing that <laughs> part one is going to happen and we're going to collectively lose our shit and then we're going to be like can't wait and then it's going to be three weeks of like utter hype. You know, what I mean? maybe like it'll end with like and we'll see you back here when we announce Doomsday Clock two and it's like oh <laughs> don't make don't make Tyler cringe when we announce <laughs> Joker two. <laughs> That's always my. That's like my go-to like thing I don't want is Joker Two. <laughs> Joker Two, <laughs> such an uninspired <laughs> title too. Yeah. It's like the electric boogaloo. Um, you know, I, I, I can only imagine like you know maybe this is me going too far, but what if there is a reboot happening and what if Wade is the one who oversees the whole reboot? Like he becomes the Dan Didio of the New Fifty Two. He becomes like that for the new reboot. That would be kind of crazy. See, I'm getting emotional tough. hearing that, but it's it's literally too good to be true. It's not going to happen. It's <laughs> yes, too it good. It 100 yeah. is. But like, I don't know. The, the, ah, man, I, I'm I'm just excited for, for the comic part of fandom. Like, yeah, the movie stuff is cool yep, and the stuff is cool. But like to me, the comics is always the coolest stuff out of it. So. I'm, Which is I'm why a- I'm so worried about all of, like, the, the cuts and stuff. Like, I, you know, I, I did a post on it, and people rightly were like, you know, DC's not going away. And I was like, you you were absolutely right. DC Comics are not going away. But it does, to me, to an extent, feel like that they're like, look at all our amazing live-action stuff while the comics are slowly kind of being shuffled to the side while they figure out what the hell to do with them. And yeah. hopefully maybe then at DC Fandom, that's when we find out that there is a relaunch coming. But... Usually we found out about a relaunch before they started canceling books. Now they've started canceling books and we've heard nothing. So I'm like, yeah, Ugh. yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, it's DC fandom. I feel like it is a make or break for the current state of comics, because if I asked you to name three genuinely good titles coming out of DC right now, could you do it? Three genuinely one like that you just really enjoy. I mean, is there I three titles? That I, come to mind? I think I only read two. That's think, what I'm saying. Like, oh, I, I read. Oh no, I read four, and if I could say three genuinely great, I don't know. I maybe Batman and Suicide Squad. Maybe just, just I actually no, just Suicide Squad. I I don't even think I could say Batman's genuinely great. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I feel like DC is like such in a state of like, like no movement, and and that's a problem for them because I feel like. You know, no matter what era of DC Comics you like, I feel like there's always, like, three go-to titles that you think are fantastic, right? You look at the New 52, you know, you had Aquaman, Justice League, Batman, or whatever your top three is in the New 52. In the beginning of Rebirth, you had, you know, Hall and Pals, Superman, and Batman, or whatever. So, so like, I feel like there's always, like, the three go-tos. Right now, I, just, I genuinely feel like there's just no go-to at DC, and it's sad because... You know, DC is my favorite comic company, and I always love the DC comics. So to see them like not moving forward the way they should be, you know, it's 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 definitely saddening. So I, I feel like a reboot is almost needed, and I'm and I'm usually pretty anti-reboot because I feel like it's you end up alienating so many fans, and I, I get that it's meant to bring in new fans, but you end up you know just pissing off old fans. So I think reboots are generally speaking not a great idea, and all the number ones are annoying. But you know. I feel like they kind of need one right now. They need something, a, a fresh start. Uh, for those few people out there that are listening, Justice League Dark is still really good, so thanks, DC, for not cancelling <laughs> that one. 
Just just wait, it's going to be on the chopping block next. Oh, I can't believe it hasn't been already. And honestly, now that Tinian or Tynan, it's a bloody running joke in this podcast <laughs> that we don't know how to say his goddamn name. Since he left and the new writer has taken over, I'm like, this book is not going to last. But yeah, I don't think I could name three. Like, I'm really enjoying Flash at the moment, but that, that title's been hit or miss at times it's mm-hmm. gotten really good in like the last few months and justice league dark is really good but like anything else i've read i've been like uh, like even deceased i'm like uh injustice is like you know it's it's fine it's cool but like there's nothing that i'm like whoo that's that's awesome yeah, exactly and i feel like marvel right now has those titles that like you could genuinely <laughs> be like damn this is awesome yeah. like this is Hell great yeah. So so it's so it's like DC. What are you doing? So I I feel like they need the new switch. But I mean we'll we'll, we'll see what's to come at DC Fandom. Uh, in other live action news, uh, we have uh, Spider Woman or yeah Spider Woman. I almost said Spider Girl. Spider Woman is getting a movie and it's going to be directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm, right. I'm I'm not familiar with Olivia Wilde. She, she uh well she uh, was an actor but she directed the first movie she ever directed was Booksmart that came out last year. That was a really good movie. That's yeah. like it's like uh it's like female super bad, I think is what people call it. It's a great movie. And the they announced yesterday she's gonna be doing a female led uh solo movie for Sony, and then she tweeted the spider. So people are putting two and two together. It's probably gonna be Spider Woman. Now people are like, Oh, is it gonna be Gwen Stacy? Is it gonna be, you know, whoever? I think it's probably gonna be Jessica Drew, but I mean, we don't know. There's a million Spider Women. It could be anybody, but I'm hyped. I might. I think that's like such a great idea. Like, Spider Woman is a great character. She's super underrated, and I think if you get her into the spotlight, she she'll just completely eat it up. Admittedly, I've never been that big into the character, but I've also not really put in like the reading for for mm-hmm. Spider Woman. So you know, it, it just hasn't really been on my radar. So maybe I'll have to get into some uh, classic reads to uh, better understand. Well, the it's character. like. The cool, what, what the real main thing she ever did was when Bendis did New Avengers, he put her at the forefront of the book. Like she's like kind of the main character of New Avengers when you have Spider-Man and Luke Cage and Wolverine. You know, she's kind of the heart of it. And then, spoiler alert for anybody that cares, it turns out she's a scroll. So she's the main character of Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Secret Invasion oh. sp- stems from her. She's the scroll queen. So everything you've read with Spider-Woman, she's actually been behind everyone's back, being evil. And then after Bendis brought her back for real, she uh, she kind of became like this mainstay Avenger. And even Hickman But it wasn't her actually her. No, it wasn't actually. No, she was a the Skrull so Queen had replaced her. I was a fan. If it I was, was like, wow, this, this is like a definitive run for her. And then it's like, it wasn't even her. I'd be like, <laughs> right. Well, I think That's Bendis awesome. also knew that while he was writing it. Like when he put her in New Avengers, he knew she was a Skrull. Because he wrote Secret Invasion, so it's like this thing where he he kind of built he put the he put the seeds there very early, and then he finally built it, uh, paid it off. And what I find fun about Jessica Drew is that Jessica Jones is one of my favorite characters. And initially, Alias was supposed to star Jessica Drew, but Marvel said this is way too R-rated for like a classic Marvel character. Just make someone new, which is why their uh-huh. names are so similar, and they yeah. also have the exact same profession and personality and everything like that. Mm. which i i just i love that i think that's very fun as for the movie i look i don't i don't want to be the pessimistic one but i don't think i really trust sony with anything live action themselves now i know people have their problems with mcu spider-man and that's fine but i don't know if sony would really be doing a better job on their own anyway i feel like 
Into the Spider-Verse was an anomaly. Like, the fact that it was any good is surprising. And, I don't know, a Spider-Woman movie, I'm like, oh, they're just building up the Venom-Verse and the Morbius-Verse. I just don't give a shit. <clears throat> mm, uh, yeah. uh uh, is it gonna what 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 is the uh, end game of their uh, crossover is gonna be called with uh, Venom, Morbius, and Spider Woman all it's fighting? It's gonna be absolute carnage. Oh man, oh. maximum carnage. Woody Harrelson with yeah. the red wig. That's the whole. Oh, movie. I can't like, believe Venom yeah. Two is called Let There Be Carnage. He looks like Chucky. Oh, it's so he does. He little little so orphan Annie. He's not going to have that hair in the sequel, thank God. There's been, like, set yeah, photos. It's got, like, a 60s kind of greaser, like, hairstyle. Like, he's clicking his fingers and wearing his leather jacket. But, like, his hair at the end of Venom 1 is the funniest thing I've he, ever He looks seen. like Raggedy Ann. Yeah. He looks like I, you, but with red hair. Oh, man. Don't I roast actually, him like that. I chopped my hair off today, so no, I don't. Oh, oh snap, Harvard. Wow, I got nothing, then. <laughs> uh, I, I think he genuinely believe that like the line that he says is when I get out and I will there's going to be <laughs> carnage winks at the camera to pay like like could you get a little more on the nose oh my god it's like the thing that people like make jokes about like they'll make a little fake web comic that's intentionally cringy to mock like Sony but they like actually did it <laughs> there is going to be carnage yeah. oh, oh my god, god. But anyway, Sp- Spider Woman uh, getting a movie. Uh, we'll see how that ends up turning out. I think it could be really cool. Like I, I, I legitimately do because like she, her backstory is cool. I, she's like raised by Hydra, which is kind of like she's raised by Hydra. I think she goes into Shield that like her teenage years, and then she's just kind of like a spy for her whole life. Yeah, it's really I- cool. There's definitely a movie potential in that story, yep. so uh, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. Um, I, I realize I skipped one of the DC uh, pieces of news. Uh, the Batman by Matt Reeves officially gets its logo, along with a Jim Lee uh, all-in-red drawing. Um, the, the only thing, it's a beautiful drawing. I just, I, I don't know how I feel about the collar. He's got like a Dracula or like a... Not Dracula. It's a Shakespearean it's like a, collar. Yeah, that's what I meant. I don't know why I said Dracula, but it, it's like it, it's definitely. I think in the in the video they took, like the red video when they first revealed the suit, it looked weird. Yeah. But I mean, if there's anybody that's gonna make this costume the coolest thing ever, it's Jim Lee, and he did it. This is like one of the coolest things I've ever seen for Batman. I it's just, so I think, cool. Oh, you you yeah. can go back on the podcast. I don't remember, you know, how long ago I said this, but I said that I I don't understand how comic companies don't have like their top artist your jim lee or whoever like doing all your posters like every time i see a shitty poster for a comic book movie i'm like you literally have the best artists at your disposal like why are you not making posters like that yeah, and yeah, this is just perfect it also the logo came out did you say that yeah yeah the the uh-huh. the, the logo looks a lot like the bat uh like going through the glass in year one so i'm excited it's actually yeah that's cool it's a very do you remember when they did like the art kind of posters for Netflix's Daredevil? It looks yeah, very similar does, to that to me. I'm like so it's a very Daredevil-ish. By the red and black aesthetic, like I really think that's I think that's really cool. It's I, awesome. I, yeah. I, yeah, it's so cool. But like I, it does look a lot, especially that reveal trailer is very Daredevil-y. Oh, but my time, yeah. god, this is just—it's so cool looking. Like I can't maybe that's why, wait. but I am like so. I don't know why, but I'm so into this movie. I, re- I really hope it's good because for some I, reason it's it's something that's just made for me where I'm like not a huge Batman fan, but I'm like this movie has the opportunity to be different, but also somehow still be the the most comic accurate. 
where you can have Pattinson, even though he looks like a completely different Batman, you can have him be like, I have a code. I'm not going to, I'm not going to steep to that level. Like, yeah. I, I really think this is going to be the best Batman, bat, like Batman from the comic books movie we've ever gotten. I really believe that. I I, I certainly hope so. And I also think, I, I know this is like a hot take or whatever. I think Pattinson's the best actor to ever play Batman. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, have, I don't think yeah, that's that hot of a take. I mean, Christian, Christian Bell is definitely a talented actor. but Yeah, I, but I think Robert Pattinson, like, especially in like good time in the white house like completely oh yeah as level. an actor yeah i think he's like yeah that's what i meant I, he's not a miscast at all honestly he's so he's such a good actor but you know jury's still out on whether or not he'll actually end up being the best yeah, kind of thing true. you know but as as an actor you're absolutely right <laughs> like i feel like every time a batman actor gets cast people go boo that's dumb and then you know they see them in the movie and they go wow that's awesome it's like <laughs> Just um, hold you know, up, like, who knows? You know, I, I was getting kind of a dark victory vibe from the poster. Maybe it's the black and red aesthetic, but, like, you know, uh, by, by Loeb and Sale. That's kind of the vibe I was getting, which is a cool vibe, because that's exactly what I want out of a Batman, you know, movie. I, I love the whole, you know, whenever someone asks me, like, oh, I want to read Batman, what should I read? I always say, you can never go wrong with the trilogy, meaning Batman Year One, Batman Long Halloween, and Batman Dark Victory. They all play off each other, and they're all beautiful books. So I, I, I love that, you know, that, that's all I've wanted out of a movie. Like, that's the perfect way to go, in my opinion. I think they also said this is going to be very heavily based on the Long Halloween, so we're in luck. I, I'm, I'm hyped. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I really, like, also Matt Reeves, great director. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I just I can't wait. Like, the, I think this is the probably the movie I'm most excited for. Like, comic book movies in the next couple of years. I yeah. agree, and I think it's because I think DC is doing best when they just do these little pocket movies that aren't connected. For me, their connected universe is the thing that was weighing them down, and then it felt like they were breaking free <laughs> and they were just going stuff it. Let's not even worry about doing you know an MCU styled connected cinematic universe and now it looks like they're right back into it you're telling me you didn't love birds of prey and the fabulous emancipation of (laughs) one harley quinn i'll be honest with you jd i didn't even watch it at a (laughs) boy i liked it i mean i also don't have any reverence for the actual birds of prey from the comic books i love i I adore the gail simone run so goddamn much and I know, J.D., you like the Chuck Dixon one, don't you? Well, I mean, I love Simone's run, too, but I love the Dixon run. And, yeah, it's it, – oh, man, that watching that movie, I was like, ah, everything's wrong. I was out of it just purely because there was no Babs in it, but that's that's just my personal preference. I'm like, how can you do this without her? And I know there was the early stories where they didn't actually have her prominently, but she was still, like, there. Yeah. I mean, they had, like – they had Black Canary going on, like, a mission, but you still had Oracle – over the headset talking even if she wasn't appearing as a character actively so i don't know i just found it weird so i didn't even bother watching it but who knows i'm sure there's fans of it good enjoy i mean i mean mean, maybe you'll watch it one day and then you will message me that day and be like i just need to go read tons of birds of prey comics because this is terrible i need a palate cleanse i need to go watch the 2001 tv show or whatever whatever year that came out oh man um so so that's uh pretty much it for our uh comic book news uh this week we only had one comic because we don't buy dark knight's metal tie-ins um (laughs) i kind of wanted to to be honest uh i i i saw it in the shop and i was like not today 
not today. So you can uh, resell it for like 130 bucks. Like oh my god, I, I couldn't believe. For for those of you who don't know, uh, the the last tie-in, uh, what, what what was it called? Batman uh, Legends of the Dark Knights, Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights. Something really <laughs> stupid. There there, there you go. That that, that, that sounds about right. Um, I I did not end up buying it because after listening to these talented boys on the podcast and Hunter trashing it for about 40 minutes i was like you know what these I, I talented like... boys and hunter <laughs> hunter's a talented boy too he knows it um but but you know after hearing you guys trash it, i'm like yeah this just ain't for me so i didn't end up getting it and then i uh i get an email every week of like the top 10 like you know valuable comics of the week and that was number one because apparently it's the first appearance of the very cringy robin king and people, for some reason, love that the same way they love the Batman Who Laughs. So it went from being a $3 comic to being like $110. And I was like, just my luck. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was a bad issue. Oh, it was, was the worst. Bad. It was the absolute worst. What, what was like the one that he did like one little quirk that we kept making fun of? What was it? What do you, who? Who did you like? The Robin King after he killed his parents. He, like, oh, I think little... it was like him laughing or something like that. Like, was it just like a heck? <laughs> it was, I, it was so... like I, it was like a it was like one of those Rorschach noises, like a herm or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was something oh, yeah, really, really just beyond terrible. <laughs> but 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 given given all the you know feedback to that issue, I was like, okay, I'm not buying the what was it, the multiverse guidebook came out this week. I was just like, no interest. And I heard it's another collection of like short stories, like that one was. Yeah, well, so. I was like, I thought it was gonna be like I don't know a recap or like a I don't know helping readers get into this event <laughs> and kind of describing the backstory of metal. But it's just a bunch of short stories. It's exactly the same as the last book. It's just different. Like Aquaman has a story in there. It's just I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, so I, I had only read Batman this week, uh, which is another Joker War issue. Is it me or is Joker War kind of like a, I, I don't know, to me it just, it doesn't really feel like an event. And the way they're hyping it up, like, makes it seem like it's a huge event. I, I don't know, I, I just don't get event vibes from it. I, I think the first one I was on when we talked about part one, which, by the way, just how this has worked out, I've been on for every Joker War issue so far. Um, oh, but, man. like, when we were on the first one, I said it feels like something that, should have been built up over like a massive run and not yeah. just a few issues beforehand. And now it's here and it's just like, all right, it's, you know, it's trucking along. Like it's not bad. And I it's not, actually, it's not, yeah. When I read this issue, I was really surprised. Like I'm actually really digging it. I'm actually like super into Joker. I mean, I, 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 I don't think, I don't think it's bad. I just, but yeah, but like, I'm actually like super into like, this, man. Like, like, you know, when, when uh death of the family came out, like, that was legit all the talk of DC Comics. Like, it was in every single book. Like, you know, it was, like, a major crossover. And, you know, you really felt like, okay, this is, like, an event that has, you know, like, like things are going to come out of this. As for Joker, where I kind of just feel like, I'm like, yeah, it's another Joker comic. I, I I don't think it's bad. I just think it's, like, you know, it's it's another Joker comic to me. Um, th- this issue is fine. I, I, I thought it was, you know, enjoyable. Um, I, I The first thing, actually, that I took out of it was that... uh. The DC fandom advertisement is with the DC Rebirth one cover, and I was uh, like, "Yeah, I noticed that too." Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> sign of things to come. And I was like, "Okay, maybe it's just random." But you know, I, I look too far into things. Um, the the second thing I took out of this is, damn, Punchline is brolic. <laughs> oh, she's so yeah. big. She's huge. I think I said she's like Abby from The Last of Us Two. Like, I know it's just the art. I know she's not actually like probably that strong but she's huge man it was so weird because then when you see her next to joker later she's like a foot shorter than him and i'm like is is joker like seven feet tall (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and Joker's ripped too. Don't get don't get me wrong. Oh, he's yeah. also yeah. Joker looks like like uh like he's at, just came out of a music video. He has like ten chains on. He's got the champagne. <laughs> he's got the purple robe. I'm like Jared Leto vibe. It does. Oh yeah, it does have like that kind of Jared Leto like kind of flamboyant vibe. Yeah, it's like Joker, but I'm out here and I'm rich and I'm on a speedboat and whatever, <laughs> whatever uh, that movie was. The the Harley Quinn stuff was a bit odd. I I don't know for some reason like when the neck like popped off, I was just like I I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I mean I I think that was good that it kind of has that vibe because I I think that's what the story was going for to have that kind of vibe you know with what Batman's going through right now. And then uh, of course the last page I was just like, what? <laughs> I just uh, think the, oh. the 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 last page with uh, Alfred uh, <laughs> popping up and said, "And I'm very sorry, Master Bruce, but I think it's time we had a serious talk." I was just like, "Oh, okay." I'm just like so. I don't know. I'm I'm already sick of this dream sequence, tripping balls sequence stuff. Like it, okay. it's like we know Alfred is dead, and I'm just like, but like, the whole can't... series so far has been just that. And I'm, I don't you know. can't deny the part where he puts his cape around his eyes and said, "A good bat knows how to fight blind." Isn't that was awesome, awesome because it was Daredevil. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was Daredevil. awesome because it was so Daredevil. Cool. That's like, dude. I, yeah, it was, that was sick. Oh, I man, agree. I, just, I totally agree. I don't know. I think it, it's, it's not that because that is in the moment, like really cool action yeah. story stuff. I'm just so like Joker has appeared in this for like a couple pages over three issues. And it's been entirely Batman the whole time. We haven't had any of the Bat family, so it doesn't feel like a big event. And Batman's just been kind of like tripping balls the whole time. And it's like a good story, but not like a good, wow, this is the big epic event. Like, I'm just like, oh, well, it's Batman just stumbling around tripping balls and then talking to Alfred who's dead and he's not coming back yet. I'd like, there's, you know what I mean? This, there's no way in this story it's going to be like Alfred was actually there the whole time. It's he's clearly just tripping <laughs> balls. So like yeah. when he's like, you know, when whenever a comic issue comes out, I feel like whenever I'm reading an issue that I just don't care about, I'm like, well, I know the last page is going to have some cool tease. Like I remember reading the flashback when he was on his Force Quest stuff, and I just didn't care. And that final page where Hunter Zolomon is there, and I'm like, yes, cool, they're teasing stuff. But for this, I'm like. I know that's not Alfred. He's just going to have an imaginary talk with a dead guy. So I'm like, not hyped. I'm not like, oh, the return of Alfred. I'm just like, okay, well, he's just tripping balls because that's literally what Harley Quinn just said. Yeah. Uh, she did uh, say uh, you're going to trip balls. downer on that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, I think that was a very accurate uh, portrayal of what's going on in Batman. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the story's, you know, it's, like I said, it's fine. It's just, you know. I don't, I don't know. It, Harper's 100% right that it needed to be kind of built up a little more because Joker War. I, I get that you wanted to get there for issue 100, but, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, like, it, it was part of, like, King's whole thing, it would have made, you know, more of an impact. But I don't, it's just not hitting like an event should for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually surprised by this. Like, maybe I'm just surprised that I've re- – like, I, I think this is really cool. Like, I just – I don't know. It's maybe maybe it's the pacing of it. I feel like it's very it's pretty well paced going between the characters, and I think what Batman's going through is kind of. I mean, it's, I'm kind of tired of him hallucinating. Like, how many times is there a Batman comic where he goes crazy? But like, <laughs> I, I think I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of into this, and I, I I think that by the time this is done, when you read it in like a trade or something, it's going to be like a pretty cool, pretty fun read. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I think it is. Like, I, I still think it's a good book it's just mm-hmm. not like the event that people were expecting and maybe yeah. that was 
on DC for kind of hyping it up so much. But yeah, like I agree with you. I didn't read it and I go, oh, this is falling apart. I was just reading it and going, this is a Batman story. <laughs> that was kind of it. I was like, yeah. yeah. This is, you know, it's also, I mean, you, the art is like, un- oh, <laughs> the art's amazing. Yeah. It's it's too good. Like it's unfair. Like to any other DC book you read, it's just like, why can't every book be drawn by Jorge Jimenez? Like you know what I mean? It's like when dude, that, when when uh, the Batarang blows up and he's just like, shut up! And it's just that big page of him like mm-hmm. standing there with the explosions. I was like, just so cool. This is it. in fact it, Chief. <laughs> scientifically yeah. spoken <laughs> <laughs> uh but 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 that was like our uh pretty much only comic of the week which uh leaves us a bit short on the podcast but i know you guys are always reading comics so uh we're gonna we're gonna steal something from the big who here the, uh, <gasps> oh, the... <laughs> oh no. boy i wish i had a podcast so i could get a shout out <laughs> Listen, I've gotten messages of people saying, like, when is Harper going to start a YouTube? When is Harper going to start a podcast? Pe- the people love Harper. I, look, I would love to start a podcast, but I think, you know, you just got to take your time and not rush things. But one day, you boys will be the first guests. <gasps> wow. <laughs> oh, the tease. I mean, at the pace you're going, you're pretty much becoming like a main member on a hero story since, like, you know, post 100, you've been on, like, what, like, uh, 60% of the episodes? <laughs> This is, it's legit like a dream come true. I get like so giddy. I'll be like, call my mom or my girlfriend and be like, I'm going to be on Hero Story again. And they're like, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I liked when uh, Harper was like, uh, he he said that, you know, him him and his girlfriend were like in the car and, uh, you know, he's playing the podcast (laughs) and he's like, I'm going to be on it. Yeah. (laughs) It was when you were interviewing Joshua Williamson and I was just like, she was like, ah. can you turn that down? Or, or she was like, can you stop it? We were like driving around a lake and I'm like, but they're talking to Joshua Williamson. And she was like, do you have to listen to it now? And I'm like, but I'm going to be on it. And she's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that cracked me up when you told me that. But, uh, but, but yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, Big Who is great too. I, lo- I love Big Who. And, you know, you. I, I, wonder what, I wonder what Harper's uh, podcast will eventually be called. <laughs> well, look, I've got some ideas. But, the you know, Harper don't Happy keep... Hour. No, definitely not that. That's terrible, yeah. Well, see, I want it to be like a comic podcast, but I keep coming up with like cool comic names, and then I'm like, it's not vague enough. Like a hero story is great because it can be whatever. You want to talk about comics? Yeah, but if you want to do an episode that's all comic book movie news or whatever, you can just do that. So I'm going to try and figure out something that's like that nice medium. But anyway. That's why I like, I got like a home run Big Who because it literally means nothing. Yeah, it's so funny though. Yeah, it's 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 funny because in the beginning I didn't even like the hero story name. Hunter was the one who came up with it, and and at first I was like, I don't know, a hero story. Like I don't think it really works. I wanted it to be called something like the comic book council or the comic book chat or something like that. Like (laughs) I I was thinking like something along those lines, but uh, Hunter saw Solo and he's like, Solo, a Star Wars story, and he's like, podcast, a hero story, and it just like (laughs) stuck. So that's hilarious. So, so so that's how like the name came about and like now i've actually come to love it like a lot more and you know we've been making the comics under the title as well which is cool so so you know it, it works like, as a very universal thing but at first i was like a hero story i don't get it when i went to your what website I, comics? I i literally like rolled my eyes in a happy way because i was reading your little synopsis for the price a hero pays out sometime early 2021 um and it, it was, like, plug, in the title, plug. and it was, like, a father reads a hero story to his, and I was, like, they slipped it in. <laughs> Literally, uh, I was going over uh, the script for issue one with my editor, 
and uh, he, we're we're on like Discord and we're reading the script. And uh, I, I, I my goal is to sneak the word a hero story into every <laughs> single script I write. So uh, we're both on the Google Doc, and he gets to the part where I wrote a hero story, and then he puts in parentheses, winks at the camera, and uh, I was like, all right, all right, I guess I'm I guess I'm a little too carnagey. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a today. total let there be carnage moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just, just sneaking into every script and every description and literally everything in my life. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, here's the story. Um, but but at the the big point of this is we're stealing a segment from the Big Who. In the Big Who, they'll they'll talk about you know trades they've been reading or what they've been reading, which I think is a great segment. So uh, I, I did steal that from another podcast, by the way. Oh, did you? I did not. Well, know. I mean, Harper knows a podcast. I stole it from the Weekly Planet. But whatever. Weekly Planet, Australian boys. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what got I mean, me into broadcasting. It's, it's, it's a great segment. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they use it on the Big Who. They use it on the, the Weekly Planet. We're going to use it on a hero story. Um, what have you guys been reading? Man, I completely just – I've spent uh, $300 on trades the past couple weeks. Woo! And Well, it's because I, I got a job and I've been getting paid. So I'm not like, you know, in the yeah. red or anything like that. I'm not being irresponsible. But I bought um, – I bought Infinity, which is Hickman's like middle, like that's the middle of Hickman's Avengers run. It's like the biggest Avenger story you've ever read until the next one, you know. But it's that's my favorite Avenger story, so I just I had to have it. Um, Life Story, I bought Spider-Man Life Story. That's a great book. Oh, that's yeah. a, I, I actually had I, it I, read I, it I gotta for some get reason. that. Like it literally yeah. has Zdarsky's name on it. I need to get it. Yeah, like I hadn't read it for some reason. I bought some X-Men books. I bought um, I bought House of X and Powers of Ten. I bought hickman's new mutants which by the way what a sleeper hit i know i keep talking about it but I, my I might, god like the way you've been talking about it i think i might pick up the trade because Dude, i obviously haven't that's what he wants issue, that's exactly what tyler wants no, yeah, listen, like, listen i i always say that you know and i've said this on the podcast before like if somebody you know reads something because of me i feel like i've succeeded as a comic book account so i yeah. want to make that succeed i think i might get uh, new mutants it's it's i have the trade in front of me i literally just picked it up because i had it right there it's uh it's it's issues one two five and seven so it's Hickman wrote issue one and two, and then what the book did was every other month it was a different New Mutants team. Uh-huh. So Ed Brisson was writing episode, uh, episode issue three, then Hickman wrote, uh, Ed Brisson wrote three and four, and then Hickman wrote five, went back to his team, then Brisson wrote six, went back to his team, and that's how the book went until seven. But uh, these four issues of Hickman's New Mutants are like, oh, dude. I actually, the words don't describe, like, the words don't exist to describe how much I loved these issues. Literally like, chef's guess. <laughs> literally one of the best things I've read in a long time. Like, maybe ever, honestly. Like, this is, like, up there for one of my favorite things I've read in a while. Jeez, that's high, that's high praise for it's, the... Uh, oh, it's massive Marvel praise, movie. but it's, like, it's so much fun. It's, like, stupid amount of fun. Like, I like the New Mutants. I think, I thought they were a really cool team. I like the old Claremont stuff, and it's fun. But this book just got me like they're the background to my phone now. I want posters of them. I, I can't wait to see the movie, even though I have a little bit of problems with it. But it's like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I have a new indentured. body pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm indentured to new mutants <laughs> now. Like it's it's unbelievable. So because I, so I, I did. So so you've been spending all this. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah. Uh, so so you've been spending all this money on the trades. Um, yes. Is is it like? Are you like me? Like for for me, it's like when I get a trade, I'm like, all right, what's the next one? What's the next one? And and like I, I feel like I don't just like in an ideal world, I would buy the trade, read the trade, and then get oh, another yeah. trade. But but I'm I, like, I'll get ten trades, and then I'll read yeah, one. I, and I'll uh, play ten more. I've been what I've been doing is like I'll I'll I would read one. No, I would just think of one and be like, 
I'll just get that. And then I'd buy it. And then I'd be like, I also kind of want this too. And I, I don't, I mean, I've read actually all the ones I've read, even the huge ones that have like 20 issues in them. I've been able to read them because I read pretty quickly, but it's like, it got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to read this in time before I like have to leave to go to school again, but it's, I actually managed to, and I'm going to bring some of them with me. So yeah, I got, I got like, I, I mean, I just, I just read as much as, as quickly as I could. And mostly, most of them I've read already. So I just wanted to have them on the shelf. Yeah. But, oh man, too much, too much. I bought too much. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always a good time getting trades. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge trade reader. I have, I'm up to, I think, 172 now when it comes to trades. Uh, I have probably too many for my own good. My shelf is falling <laughs> apart, by the way. But, you know, it's 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 a good time. It's, you know, I had before, a, before I, I had go to a... sleep every night, I just look at the trades and I'm like, I love you. Oh, you lucky American guys and you cheap trades. While well, I'm here, like, debating American Amazon Book 7 because it's $71. Uh, Hunter feels your pain with, with the expense. Maybe not to that extent, but he feels the pain with the expensive trades in Canada. Dude, this also, new Also, remember, trade, by the way, our dollar $16. compared to your dollar means that if if you're equating American money to how much that trade costs here, it would be, like, 110 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you know what's fun though i bought hickman's volume one x-men 13 dollars oh what, what a great six idea. issues <laughs> even here that would be 45 bucks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, also, I, I bought dark phoenix which is like nine issues and that was only 20 bucks i'm like dude like, this is, is yeah. this is oh, oh this. amazon and i i use ebay a lot too ebay for some reason sometimes people just want to like get rid of trades like i got um superman birthright by mark wade which is oh. Yes. What, what is that? Is it twelve issues? I think so. I got it for five dollars on eBay. Oh, free, sh- free shipping. Five dollars. Yeah. Dude, I, was like, I wasn't even gonna get it because I was like, I did want the story, but I was like, you know, I had other trades on my priority list. And then I saw, um, I was watching the item, and it was supposed to be eight dollars, and he makes me an offer of five dollars, and I was like, I can't turn it down. I was like, all right, I'll give him yeah, five. No, that'd, J- be like, that'd be J- like, that'd be like, that's you. an offer I can't refuse, but yeah. in an Italian accent, I can't refuse. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's, I was like, wow, like that's great. And, and that's the thing I love about eBay. Like for, for those of you in the U S listening, uh, that, you know, are looking for a place to get trades. I feel like eBay is great because they have, there's so many people just looking to get rid of stuff that they don't either don't know what it's worth or they're just like, you know, they just want the money. So they don't care what they get. I mean, I've gotten like, you know, that, that was just one example. I got Superman secret identity, which Q Harper, you know, making, making fun of me for Superman secret identity. <laughs> but you know, I, I got the deluxe edition, which is like, you know, the oversized hardcover and all that with the slip jack and everything. Beautiful. I got it for $6. So Oh, man, dude. E- eBay is just a great place for trade. I'm, I'm going to have to, like, look at that now. <laughs> it, it's it's I fantastic. I mean, I, you're not going to get a great deal on everything. You know, some stuff. Like, I just got the Bendis Daredevil trades, which were, like, like 20. I think I got them each for 25. So th- those were a little more expensive. But That's still pretty good, like, though, right? Like, how many issues are in there? Oh, there's a ton. I mean, you have Bendis' yeah. whole run in three trades. So, mm-hmm. so like, uh, like, 50-something issues. Yeah, uh, but but you know, it's like eBay has had probably some of my best trade deals where I'm just like, people are just looking to get rid of it, and I'm like, uh, yoink! I I got a um a Green Lantern and Green Arrow crossover of Kyle Rayner and Connor Hawk. Oh um, uh, yeah, Emerald oh, Allies. Awesome. The guy was selling it for three dollars, and I was like, uh, I've been trying to look for um, I I for the life of me have no idea where it is, and I could not find it on the DC Universe app. But it's the crossover between Wally, Connor, and Kyle. 
Yep. Oh, that's, that's in um, the Mark Millar Grant Morrison book. They collected yep. in there. Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've been trying that. to find just that single story though. I could. I it's not it's, for whatever it's only reason. Three issues. So I don't yeah. Think no. Exactly. But I don't yet. think I was gonna just gonna read it digitally. But I don't think the Green Arrow issues are on DC Universe. Yeah, so. well, the, the the huge problem with Connor Hawk's uh, uh, Green Arrow run is that almost none of it is collected outside of yeah. the single issues. Like it's not even digital, which I find so weird. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would crazy, love for a trade like, everything like, else is digital. I, I know it's so weird. I would love to read like Chuck Dixon's uh, Connor Hawk issues because like yeah, I, I love Dixon and I love Connor Hawk too. It, it's a shame that like it's never really been collected and it's weird that it's not digital. Yeah, I was like I was blown away. I was like, is my app not working? Like. What a weird, like, Connor Hawk Green Arrow. Like, I understand it's not the biggest thing, but also you have such obscure stuff here. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, they have, like, Golden Age stuff on there. I'm like, yeah. right, you get, like, digital scans of, you know, stuff that's from, like... Like, who's reading, like, who's reading, like, Challengers of the Unknown? Now, now, now some listener of a hero story who, like, loves Challengers. Just you know, unfollowed right? me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> that comic boy made fun of my book. Or, like... Hey, I think it's amazing, even though I haven't read it, so come follow me. <laughs> I I just I like and that's the problem with a lot of digital stuff is like I love Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited is like an app that I, if I could give up every other app on my phone, I'd just keep Marvel Unlimited because I could just read anything. You know, it's like that that book is or that book. God, that app is the reason that I have such Marvel knowledge is because I could just read everything I want, and it's been like five years since I've had that app. So I but it's like there's such weird stuff missing. Like they're missing a lot of like spectacular spider-man issues or even nascenti and nascenti's daredevil it starts at the typhoid mary arc which is not the beginning of her run mm. and her, i was like her run is so awfully weird. collected like it's partially yeah. collected in the in like the epic collections and then some of it is collected in the lone stranger trade mm-hmm. which is good but it's like for a run that people you know not, it, for me personally i'm like i i like it but i don't love it because a lot of it is just traveling around and like goofy storytelling but like nothing to do with matt like you could trade out matt for pretty much any character and it wouldn't really affect anything but for a run that people you know really really love and really enjoy and say wow look at this like cerebral awesome daredevil run it's not collected in like anything it's like Mm -hmm. so strange it's bizarre i I, I would love to work for like the either dc or marvel like trade department because i feel like (laughs) There's so many. Well, maybe not after the recent firings, but you know, I I feel like there's like so many great runs that have just like never even been touched by trade or like impulse. That, How is impulse? Oh, uh, it, that that that's the one that breaks my heart the most. Which, by the way, I'm getting really close to the end now. I'm on issue 81 of 89, and I'm really sad Ooh. to finish. Um, but but uh, you know, that that that's one for example that like not a lick of it is collected, and it's like there's so many cool runs. Like you axe the Kyle Rayner books after book two. You killed the Birds of Prey by Dixon after book three, which ends on a cliffhanger, by the way. So yeah. whoever was reading it in trade never knows what happens. Uh, you asked the, the Tim Drake Robin ones break my heart the most. You ended after book five. That's such a long run. You le- legit could have made like 15 trades. And don't tell me they weren't selling well. I mean, Tim Drake Robin, it's such a popular run. So also so I- all you're paying for there is 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 the material to make the books. Like the, the issues exist and you don't exactly. need to, to pay artists or writers anymore. It's already done. So, like, it's just the the effort of putting them together and putting them on shelves. But I guess maybe they weren't turning enough profit. So they're just, I don't know, their whole trade department is just so inconsistent now. I mean, I, I, I feel like you like it's impossible to build a fan base when, you know, you start collecting runs and you don't know if they're actually going to finish them. So, like, yeah. uh, 
my, my greatest fear is, you know, all, all the runs I like seem to keep getting canceled. You know, the Kyle Rayner books, I was like, book one and book two. I was like, awesome. I pre-ordered book three. Axed. I, Birds of Prey, I get books books one through three. I'm loving it. Book four, pre-order, canceled. I get the Tim Drake Robin books one through five. It's awesome. And it gets canceled when I pre-order book six. So um, my greatest fear is for Young Justice, actually, because one through books one through four are out. Oh, and, yeah. and they're making a book five, which is like, almost like double the size of a normal book. It's collecting all the rest of the run, which I, I really expected them to break it up into two books, but they're doing one book instead, which I'm fine with. It's a thick book, but I'm fine with it. And it got delayed, and it got delayed again, and it's not due out till I think, either October or November. And I'm like, oh, please don't let this get axed. Like, I, I've, I've legit pre-ordered it since, like, last September, and I'm like, please, please. Oh, my please. God, wow. Yeah, I'm like, please, please don't let it die. Like, it literally finishes the run because th- if they do axe it, that's another one that like you collect most of the run and then you cut it short. Like, how do you get people into these old classic runs and old classic characters if you don't have it collected? And I also find it's like stupidly difficult to find any classic story that isn't the big stories. Like, I was looking at, I was looking at New Mutants. I was trying to get Claremont Strades, and it's like we have Demon Bear, and I'm like, that's the one New Mutants book anybody remembers from that time. But I don't want to read that. I just want the entire thing. Yeah. It's like, well, you can't. You, it's like, you can either get Demon Bear or you can get the Omnibus for a hundred and thirty dollars. And I'm like, I don't, Ooh. I don't want either of those. I, I just want. I tell like, you I what's just, a really yeah. reasonably priced comic. Which one? Ariel on Comixology. Oh, oh that was a good promo. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Me, me a dollar ten. <laughs> or an even better price, you can get a free PDF of it if you just message me with your email address and then I send it to you. Which I've sent out a bunch of copies just because I want to get our work out there. But yeah, that, no, uh, Ariel's been great. Um, I legit just went and bought it because I was like, man, like JD has supported me since the beginning, and now I'm like on the podcast multiple times. I'm like. I should probably like help out, like pitch in for the dream. What what a guy, Harper! What a guy! It, it, I listen, bought it all, too. All, all the what, a, what I got the best guys here. Uh, all all the proceeds <laughs> of Ariel are going into like making our next comic, like like an actual printed version of it. So, uh, yeah. So it's 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 you know the more it sells, the better the next comic's gonna be. And I'm and I'm like so excited for it. I'm so excited to actually have a printed book like on my trade shelf with all my DC trades and Marvel trades is going to be like my own name. And I'm going to be like, that's so cool. That is awesome. Um, um, so the so other for- thing that I've been reading was uh, Smallville season 11 because I finished the show, but I didn't even start with book one of Smallville season 11. I jumped to book eight because it had the Zatanna and John Constantine story in it. Very, very predictable Harper. You, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, you guys are going to hate me. I have not Why? ever seen Smallville. What? What? Starring Allison Mack. I think Gosh. I've. What am seen, I gonna do? Join a cult? I've seen. Um, I don't. I have the weirdest encounters with Smallville. I've seen the Dark Side clip. The clip reads like a cloud or whatever. Yeah. I've seen the Green Arrow episodes. Because I, They're I great. love Green He's Arrow. He's awesome, dude. And Green Arrow I've in that seen, show is like a main character, and he's so goddamn good. And Just I, I saw. I saw a YouTube video of the Justice Society episodes. That oh, was, that, that's, that's written written by Jeff Johns. Too. Yeah, I heard. That's and those really that's my that's those are my only encounters with Smallville. I've never actually seen, like, a, like I've never sat and watched the show. If you have Hulu, you have all of it. Um, I I 
had watched it when I was a kid, and I watched it a little bit when I was a teenager. So um, this past fall, wow, it's almost a year now. But this past fall, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Smallville. I'm just going to binge it because I had some downtime with school. And I watched all 10 seasons in 36 days. I went on like the most absolute binge. Like I would be walking to class, and I'm like, all right, watch some Smallville. Um, uh, working out, all right, put on some Smallville. So, uh, so yeah, I, I went on like an absolute binge. And it is a fantastic show because it, it, it has – and and Harper can back me up here. It has the best version of Clark. It has the best version of Lois. It has yeah. the best version yes. of Mon Pa yes. Kent. Best version of Lex yes. Luthor. Like it has all the definitive versions of Superman characters in that show. And it's like mm-hmm. it's so well made. And like yeah, season one's kind of cheesy because it's like every uh, villain comes from the uh, meteor shower. I mean, but like that, I mean that's the entire show. Even yeah, until season yeah. 10. But but like it's it, the writing is so good and. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Miller and uh, Goo, Gould, Goulds. I forget what the other guy's name is, but the creators of it like had such a great vision for what they want Superman to be. And I, I think like Welling has such a great charm as a young Clark. Uh, Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor, like he's legit one of the best live action villains. Like his whole story is so tragic. And the, the thing, the TV show advantage is that, you know, you could flesh out Clark, you could flesh out Lex or all these characters over so many seasons that, like, you really fall in love with the character. Like, someone like Lex is done so well because you, you see him fall from, like, wanting to be the good guy to what he ultimately will always become. And it's it's just – it's such a well-told story. And, it, like, you know, when, when I was watching it, I, I was messaging uh, uh, Sri uh, because she she loves that show. Rest and, in peace. Like, Rest in peace. Oh man, we love it. <laughs> uh, but but I, I would message her like literally after every episode of like my recap and my thoughts and like every time I would crush over uh, Kristen Kruk, uh, Lana Lang. So uh, you know I I would uh, you know there's just so much to talk about. And Harper when he was watching uh, recently like after every episode like you know he would message me like his thoughts. Like it's one of those shows that like it just feels so cool to discuss because it's that well made. There were some parts I was legit tearing up, and I'd sent JD a video, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's so beautiful! It's 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 so good." If, if you have Hulu, like I highly highly recommend watching it. It's it's such a well made show, and even though it's like you know, kind of older at this point, I mean, it started in two thousand one. Like it's it still holds up to me. Well, when you watch clips on like YouTube and stuff, because they're all like standard definition clips from like obviously people uploading it at the time yeah it looks like so cheap and so bad but like when you watch it in in like hd i'm like it looks fine yeah yeah no, no, no. yeah no, something it's, it's... so odd about like all the clips i would see clips and i'm like oh my god how do people yeah, it looks like you're watching things? like through like a like a filter and like through a screen door yeah i'm like oh this looks terrible how do people watch this and then i was like oh it's not that at all it's such a misrepresentation of what it actually is you know i think it is i think i i think i i think i haven't seen it because i know how it ends and it annoys me like i've seen the the final clip i've seen the final clip of him you know running and opening you know ripping open the shirt he's finally superman but I know that I'm going to watch it being like, why does he not have the suit yet? Like, I'm just going to be bothered by that the entire time. Well, and I, know I that. mean, you kind of see the suit. JD and I had a big talk about this because I didn't know, like, the, the legalities behind it. But apparently, like, they were going to have to pay a, an absurd amount of money to have him in the suit. Yeah, you know, I also heard They Tom were willing Welling to do refused. it, but then Tom Welling... Yeah, well, they were willing to do it, and Tom Welling was like, oh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't feel earned anyway, so save your money, basically. But you do see him in the distance. He's CGI, well, yeah. but it's still like... In, like, a plane crash or something like that, right? Yeah, but, he's, but, like, saving like, the, the, 
it's it's all about the buildup though because like no yeah I get that but I just it, it's so, it's so seasons, brilliant that that a show could yeah. go ten seasons a show about Superman could go ten seasons and Superman doesn't show up once like but it but it works and yeah. watching Clark's story like you you could tell that like him becoming Superman feels so earned like like Dude, it's such like, a good payoff fortress and like Jor El's like you know here's the costume and then Jonathan like the projection i guess of jonathan like hands him the suit and he like leaps up through the top of like the fortress and like you see the cape like whip onto him i was like hyped as like in a perfect world you would have like the finale is him in the suit but for what they had to work with i was still like so hyped i was like oh shit it's superman look at him go Yeah. yeah yeah exactly i get that I don't know. I just I I know how I am, and I know like a ten season investment for me, me just wanting to see this stupid Superman costume. But like <laughs> I would, I'd be like, I'd be like, why is he wearing a black trench coat with like a stupid silver S <laughs> T-shirt? I love that costume so much. The I've only seen I the pictures of it. Costume. I've never seen it in action, but my God, I just I, I mean obviously say, I don't know. Smallville it, but... fans are not huge on season nine, which is like the Zod season. I will defend that season till I die. I honestly think he's one of like the best villains on that show, and that season is solid as hell. And Clark, he looks so good. He's in a black trench coat. He's got like a Punisher skull, but it's the Superman S. Are you kidding me? Tyler, get out of here. It's JD silly. Bruce. That's silly. Listen, Tyler, Tyler, I, I think you have to just put in the time and realize yeah. that Michael Rosenbaum as Lex is going to blow I, I've, his mind. I've definitely heard that, and I love Lex Luthor, so maybe one day. Maybe I mean, you're, like, you're, you're a pretty big Superman fan, so I think he's my number one. He's my favorite for. superhero. Too, yeah, yeah, the fact that you haven't. Uh, yeah, no, I get like, I'm also it's, it's, so picky. It's not a Superman stuff. story, too, and I think that's the thing yeah. that Bendis missed is that he's like, will reveal Superman's identity and I'm like to me Clark Kent is is Superman so seeing yeah, no. 10 seasons of that character's journey to me is so cool but like I like I totally see what you mean about like I want to see him in the suit like it feels lackluster also, when you like, watch it you will feel that excitement like, even if you don't see the suit Superman is the one character where I'm like the pickiest person in the world like you know I'm I'm down for any adaptation of anything I'm like you know you know give me anything MCU Spider-Man why not uh, birds of prey why not who cares joker all right but like <laughs> for whatever reason superman i just don't accept anything that isn't like perfection and i'm sure smallville's very good but like i'm so stuck like henry cavill superman i just don't accept it like i'm for me i'm like eh, that's not that's not superman and then i see like the animated universe movies and i'm like eh, he's not really that's that's not superman i even read some comics and i'm like that's not Superman, and I'm just like it annoys me because I'm like I want to enjoy this character I love, but my God, I just am beyond picky with him. I reckon you'll, I reckon you would enjoy Small. I think it would be one that you'd watch and you'd be like, hmm, there's some changes, but that's Superman, if that makes sense. Y- yeah. yeah, because because that. like to, to me, the biggest thing about Superman is the character has to have heart, and the whole show yeah. is like you know full of heart. Like it's it literally feels like well, it's you know, one of the reasons I'm show. so attached to like. Like, for me, Christopher Reeve is Superman. Like, beyond anything else, even beyond some comic versions, like, that's the that's Superman to me. And it's like, if anything can even kind of get that vibe from me, then I'll oh, buy yeah. it. I, I honestly, oh, yeah. Tom, Tom, Willing definitely, uh, Tom Willing definitely echoes, like, you know, the Reeves. And, by the way, Christopher Reeves actually appears in an episode or two. I did, so. I actually, I saw that clip as well. I don't know why, yeah, so, but I've seen that clip. So, so, so the, there was definitely, like, a lot of nods to the original uh, Superman movies. Uh, like, for example, eventually. Uh, Terrence Stamp, 
who played Zod in the original Superman. Oh, movies. He, vo- he voices Jor-El in Smallville. So uh, they had the one who played Lois Lane in the original uh, movies. They have Chris Reeves in the show. So they have like, you know, uh, like a bunch of people. Uh, Lana Lang from Superman 3 is Clark's mom. She's Ma Kent. So like there's right. definitely like a lot of nods to the original Superman movies. And right. you, you, you could tell like the creators were definitely big fans of Reeves because like there's so many moments where like it literally feels like, you know, what happened before Reeves was Superman? Like, like this would be his Clark Kent story. Mm. JD, do you think it's okay to tell Tyler about Homecoming? I honestly, okay. I feel like it's something that just has to be watched because, like, Superman. Uh, Homecoming. Uh, not, not like the ending, but like the Wait, journey. There's like an through. episode called Homecoming. Or it, like it's, that? it's an yeah, episode. Yeah. Called, oh, I was it's, like, it's, I was it's, like, it's probably a top three episode of <laughs> Smallville of all it's, time. It's, it, I was it's... just so confused. I was like, guys, I've seen Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you know the, you know the part like where he goes to the place and meets the person? Yeah. Do you think that, should, should we tell him about that? Just because I feel like that would really get him into it. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, tell him about it. <laughs> Tyler, do you care about spoilers? No, not at all. I've Hello, seen the last... If you're listening, there the will be spoilers for just... Smallville Season 10, Episode 4. I think it's 4. Maybe it's f- whatever it is. Uh... Spoilers for the episode, Homecoming. So there's an episode where Brainiac, Brainiac 5, good Brainiac, shows up with like a Legion ring and is like leading Clark around and and showing him, you know, things that he didn't realize and how, you know, a villain that he he fought in season one, he actually inspired to become a better person. And Clark is like, I've got to get back. Like, he's not listening to Brainiac. He's like, I got to get back to Lois. And he grabs the Legion ring and he ends up like seven years in the future and then very, very briefly, for like five minutes, he meets his future self, who is like fully Superman, fully Clark Kent, slick black hair with the glasses, and he sees like what he becomes. And I genuinely, it's like a top five thing in comic book adaptations that has given me chills. It was just the coolest thing. And I think if you're like, if you're like, oh, I want to see some of that Chris Reeve kind of energy, there is something so cool about Tom Welling, like seeing him balance that young version and then seeing him as like the older version and going oh my god he totally pulls it off it's it's so cool sounds pretty cool it does, yeah, it does yeah sound i mean pretty cool. it's like that that's one of my favorite episodes because it feels like to me the best episodes of smallville are the ones that feel like a comic book issue like that one and uh you've seen lexmas right uh harper i haven't no oh you gotta go watch this after we after yeah recording it's it's basically like a, a what if episode and it is so well made. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, but, but, but anyway, um, like to, to me, the best ones that, you know, the best episodes of Smallville, are the ones that feel like comic book issues. And there's a lot of, you know, episodes that I'm like, uh, you get the comic booky vibes and it's like, it's cheesy, but in a way it's like so well done. That, like it just genuinely makes you smile. Like there, there's so many moments like where at the end of the episode, you kind of get like the, you know, it's a TV show. So we have to do a recap, but like, you know, the idea of like, <laughs> Clark talking to someone that he interacted with in the episode and, you know, realizing why it's important for me to be a hero. Like, that's what Superman is to me. And it's just, it, it was always so well done. Like, yeah, uh, Tyler, if you like Green Arrow, you I should do. absolutely watch Arrow. it. I know, I do actually, so I like that version of Green Arrow. I he know that I, I, he seems, I mean, he seems pretty good. I mean, I haven't obviously seen there, there, the There's show, one thing but... they do with Green Arrow that I still find a little questionable. Um, minor, <laughs> minor spoilers, but uh, he dates Lois Lane before Clark does. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is weird. mildly odd, but, uh, okay, you know, that, I mean, that, it's not worth the felicity. That being uh, said, they do it really well in the later seasons where they're like, 
really good friends and it's not awkward and they're just like yeah you know we had a relationship and it it didn't work out but we both understand each other and it, i don't know it was it could have been so i'm so glad there wasn't an episode where like clark and oliver get like real awkward where they're like so we both dated lois and like <laughs> like what do you think of lois so i was like oh, i was waiting for like something terrible like that to happen but it never did yeah uh but but yeah small smallville one of the greatest shows this has been like a big divergent but you know uh the recap of this entire show like if i do you know the too long didn't read version of this show is uh is you know we're hyped about flashpoint but also skeptical we are really into matt reeves batman and smallville is uh the goat show and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the show. <laughs> um, you know, this, uh, yeah. this has been another uh, fun episode of a hero story. It was a pleasure to have both you on, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm like I, I mentioned this one of the times. I don't maybe I said this to you guys in chat, but you know, it, it's very uh, it, it makes me happy that I know like you know if Hunter or I can't make it, like it's nice to know like I have my go tos there. So really appreciate you boys, and uh, yeah, this was a great episode. This was fun. I was just like soaking in, like, oh god, I do have to watch Smallville now, don't I? It, do you have Hulu? Yeah, I have Hulu. They have all ten seasons on Hulu. And I was just looking at it. Yeah, I was literally just like scrolling through, like, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, I mean, you might watch the pilot and be like, okay, this is 2001, but just give, give it a chance. Okay. Wait till you get to Rosenbaum's Lux Luther. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so uh, we'll we'll have to get we'll have to maybe have uh, Tyler come back when uh, he watches more of Smallville because oh, I'm like I mean, a I year if I finish it. <laughs> I don't know about Hunter's experience with Smallville, but you know, uh, obviously I've watched all of it and loved all of it. So uh, yeah, might have to do a Smallville episode. But uh, Harper will obviously be invited for that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, he'll be invited. <laughs> I mean, I think he'll accept, but you know. Uh, but but this is uh, this is pretty much it for Hero Story. So uh, oh man, how do I do this? If you're listening on iTunes, uh, we appreciate a five star review or uh, whatever you think we're worth. Uh, if you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a follow slash subscribe for a Hero Story. I'm JD. He's Tyler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. <laughs>